Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Who sings about spices? I guess Simon and Garfunkel did. Cinnamon, nutmeg, paprika, and cilantro. I don't know. Why does parsley, rosemary, and thyme get picked? Anyways, welcome to the show, ladies and fnurdle doggins. Uh, great show. Um, you are going to uh, hear me get pulled over by the police once again. And let's see what happens. Will I get a ticket? Won't I get a ticket? Will I get thrown in jail? Won't I get thrown in jail? I don't know. I recorded my police pullover, and uh, you get to hear it and see what the uh, what the outcome was. Um, also, I've heard rumor that a really horrible guest is going to be here in studio. Samuel E. Quelk, the the writer guy, apparently quote writes love letters, more like uh, Hellraiser letters. So I'm not sure if he'll be here or not. I hope not. And then uh, we're going to read a letter from a pavement pounder. And uh, it's going to be a fun show. Plus, I'm going to recommend a really cool horror movie from the 1970s starring Christopher Walken. It's a great movie. We're going to talk about it and much more here on the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's start the show, Lurdles and Blurdle Durgans, with a letter. Let's let's dip into the mid. Just one letter. I'm not going to go through all of them. Let's see what we got. We got... Here we go. This is from Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright. Uh, Harlan, buddy. I love you, buddy, and can't wait to see what project you're going to dominate. If you could do one thing for me, and many others, I must assume, bring in my fave poet, Samuel E. Quauk. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Kyle Wright, you're Kyle wrong about that. Um, what else does he say here? Uh, Mr. Featherstone is on my list. So is Cinnamon Boy. Charles Parsley lost my shit when I first heard him do the London Olympics. Keep up the good work, my Canadian brethren, from another gremlin. Then in brackets he wrote, I'll leave the comedy to you. Well, that wasn't bad, Kyle. Uh, Canadian brethren brethren from another gremlin? (laughs) Doesn't really rhyme, but sort of in a canadian way (laughs) and then of course being canadian he says thank you very much you know us canadians try to be very very polite that's how we're raised uh and then he writes pavement pounder kyle in vancouver hey thank you kyle thank you for the letter i'm glad you like the show glad you like the characters um but no 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 we'll not have samuel quauk on he's not a poet he the, the, you know what? I don't like the guy. A, he's creepy. 
Okay, he claims to be like some kind of like maybe he is poetic and and he he uh he seems to think he's some kind of wordsmith. He he thinks he knows how to pen romantic letters as I think what what he says. And so we've had him on for some Valentine shows and and various things like that and I hate to say it but he sounds more like a serial killer or something to me. I mean, his, his, his love letters always start fine and dandy and mushy and flowery, and they spiral into these nightmarish, horrific scenarios where I, I just find the guy a complete creep. And no, I'm sorry, Kyle, he will not be on the show anytime soon, if ever again. Uh, there's way better guests. There's way better people than Samuel E. Quauk, Okay. But thank you for writing in. I appreciate the letter. Uh, folks, don't forget, you can you can write into our mailbag at harlemwilliams.com. Or if you're shy about writing and you'd rather leave a voice message, uh, 323-739-4330 is the way you want to go. The ice is going to break. By the way, I, you got to watch that movie. Here, here's my movie pick, okay? If you want to see a well-put-together movie, like just a, it's kind of like a slow-moving movie, but it's really cool, and it's one of these movies where all the pieces fit, everything comes together, everything seems very real. It's not like movies nowadays where they just cut away from scenes. Like, ah, oh, you know what? We don't need to show that part again. They won't remember. Yeah, let's cut from the guy in the bulldozer to uh, the beach scene in uh, Acapulco. It doesn't matter. People don't care. They just they just want to see bulldozers and they want to see beaches, and then they're happy. Who cares about the middle stuff? But watch the Dead Zone. It's it's a it's a movie based on a book that Stephen King did. Um, and uh, really done well. Christopher Walken's the star. And I gotta say, he does a really good job. I mean, he does a really, really good job as the lead actor in the Dead Zone. I know I'm not doing a very good voice of Christopher Walken, but the ice is gonna break. Do you know who I am? There, there. Those are just little snippets. But uh, watch the movie on many levels. One, it's kind of scary and creepy and interesting. But uh, watch the subtlety of Christopher Walken's acting. He keeps keeps everything really low and kind of down and gentle and quiet. And it, it just, man, it's just the sign of a mature, seasoned actor, which I, I hate to say we don't have a lot of these days. I mean, this this guy, watch that movie. And just enjoy the pace of it. And and uh, there's these great scenes where he has his ability to shake people's hands when he touches people or things uh, related to people. He has visions. He has these. He has these kind of uh, premonitions. He can he can see the future of these people that he comes into contact with. And uh, there's just some really neat scenes. And like I said, everything pieces together so beautifully. And as you're watching the movie, you feel like you're reading a good book or you're involved in a story. It's 
It's uh, it's what I would call careful and methodical and and well thought out, mature filmmaking. Um, it's a David Cronenberg movie. Uh, if Kyle, if you're still listening, a Canadian director, uh, and really worth the watch. Uh, so there you go. Check it out. Um, and uh, here's something that's uh worth worth the listen i guess um i yours truly got pulled over again mhm i think about a year ago i got pulled over i think i told you the story i was on a residential street in a city street between two street lights that were literally uh probably i don't know 500 400 feet apart maybe about 400 feet apart it was one of those grids like in New York where every 400 feet you're at a light again. So in between the lights, a cop pulls me over because I changed lanes and didn't put my signal on. Uh, it's on one of the last podcasts from last year, and, and I recorded the cop coming to the window, and the guy gives me a ticket, and, you know, I was in with, like, it was rush hour, morning rush hour, so every car around me was buzzing around. Nobody was, who uses their signal when they're changing lanes in a busy city street during rush hour. It's not many. So the guy pulled me over, and he gave me a ticket, and I was like, you know, most of the time when I get pulled over, not most of the time, but I'd say 50, maybe 60% of the time, the police uh, recognize me, and a lot of the time they let me off. I know you're probably like, you bastard. Why can't I be let off? Well, Go do a bunch of movies that the police like, and then you'll be let off. That's what it is. I, I had a cop let me go once. He goes, Mr. Williams, I'm going to tell you straight up. The only reason I'm letting you off is because in our house, we love watching Rocket Man. We love My son loves that movie. We He said it. He goes, oh, that, that's the reason I'm letting you off. Okay? So here I am, I'm, I'm touring around, I'm down on some back road. Like, I am in, like, forest country, okay? And this was uh, not too long ago, and, and I'm driving a rental car, okay? I got one of these big, like, Chevy Tahoes, the big, like, SUV, like, with the leather seats. It's a, a high-end SUV. And I'm not going to use this as an excuse, but sometimes when you're driving... A, a car that you're not familiar with, or rental, you're not really familiar with the quirks and the habits, and you're not used to the la-di-da, la-di-da thing and the feel. And also, I find with these big, big vehicles, they're engineered so well, that, and they're so big, and the engines are so powerful, you kind of forget how fast you're going, or you don't realize how fast you're going. You just, you're kind of wailing down the road. Okay, so here I am... As God is my mother, wait, what? Is God my mother? I don't know. I mixed up the saying there, but as God is my mother, Harlan, your dinner is ready. Um, I was on a back road through a pine forest. It was probably about a 20-mile stretch. I think I passed two cars the whole time, nothing there but trees, okay? I didn't even look at this, the speed limit sign because I'm like, what's the point? So I'm wailing along, and as I'm getting closer to the first town on this forested-like road, 
Um, the sign, the sign says, you know, it's warning you, you've got to slow down. And I see that and I start to slow down, but at this point I'm already going pretty fast. And uh, all of a sudden a car comes around the corner. Wasn't a, wasn't a cop hidden or anything. It was a moving vehicle came at me and I could see it was a cop after a little bit. And I go, oh, there's a cop. Well, lucky I started to slow down as I was coming into this town. But sure enough, he lights me up. He goes flying past me, does a U-turn, comes around, gets in behind me, and pulls me over. And I'm like, oh, God, come on, man. So he gets out of the car, uh, and he walks up to the passenger window, which kind of threw me off a little. I'm sliding down the power window on my driver's side. He comes walking up on the uh, on the passenger side. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Let's let's play. Uh, you know, let's play uh, hide and go seek. Let's let's play. Uh, what's that uh, that game you do when you walk around the chairs and the music stop? Musical chairs. So I slide down the window, and here's this uh, younger officer, probably in his uh, I'd say early thirties. And a uh, friendly-looking guy. Before I can say anything, he goes, uh, give me your license. I go, yep, here it is. And then he holds it up. He looks at me. And before he even looks at my license, he goes, no way. You're Harlan freaking Williams. And I went, yes, sir. And I said, hey, man, I'll be honest with you. This, this, I was slowing down as you pulled me, as you lit me up. He goes, I know, I got no, I saw you slowing down, but you were still way up here at this number. And I said, Oh man, you got to give me time to slow down. And and he goes, uh, Yep, yeah, you were you were up there. And I said, I said, you know, this isn't an excuse, but I got this big truck, and of course it's an excuse. So he goes back and does his thing, and I'm thinking, Oh man, he recognized me. That's usually a good sign, right? It's like, oh, the guy, he lit up. He was happy. He's like, oh, my God, there's Harlan Williams, you know. And so uh, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's going to cut me a break. But then he's back there for a while. He's sitting in his cop car, and he's, I guess he's fired up the computer and blah, blah, blah. And and so uh, now I'm thinking, oh, man, does he is he seeing that, that ticket I got a year ago for doing the, the lane change without the light? Does he think I'm uh, a, a maniac behind the wheel? So uh, he comes back, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna flip on the old, uh, I'm gonna flip on the old recorder and just uh, listen, you know, listen in on, get capture this conversation and see where it goes. So let me play it for you right now, and uh, and join me in those tense last moments. It's like a, it's like a game show where I'm waiting to see what the verdict is. Is he gonna slap me with a ticket? Is he gonna let me go? Hit the uh, hit the uh, Jeopardy music, Raj. All right, there's all your stuff back. Just giving you a warning on it today. You are, dude. Thank you, man. <laughs> all right. Oh, you're the best. I apologize. I'm. Yeah, just try and keep her under control, man. man. Yep. All right. Hey, I really appreciate that, man. Right, I, you, I, uh, I apologize. Thank you so much. It's, you know, 
It's like I play a cop in a lot of movies. I should know better. I should know better. Thank you for cutting me a break. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll, I'll be on it, man. All right. Thanks. Take care, man. Thank you. Well, there you go. Looks like I, I won that round of Jeopardy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell you where this was or uh, the, the, the name of the officer or anything like that because I, I don't want the guy to get in trouble. Um, and he won't. I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving uh, people warnings. I mean, don't don't make. I don't want to make it sound like I'm the special person here. Oh, I'm the only one that gets warnings. No, 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 no. Lots of people get warnings. Um, and uh, I've I've had them. You know, back in the day before I was even into movies and stuff. I'm just saying, a lot of times I get that little added extra edge. Okay, which I don't mind. You know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, when when you're well known, you, you you're eating a meal and you get bothered, and people come to your table and want to take pictures, and it's it can be frustrating and stressful because people know who you are, and that's not a, a good fun element to being well known. But then there's the good side where sometimes when you're well known, you you get a little bit of leverage. It's kind of like, uh, I think it happens with a lot of beautiful people. Good-looking men, good-looking women. Uh, I, I have a sneaky feeling they get cut a lot of breaks in life, too. So this this is my little moment of being a hottie. Um, and, you know, in my defense, if you're sitting there going, Oh, God, look at this guy getting out of a ticket because he did a stupid movie. Eh. Well, you know what? If you really break it down, you got to think about it. It's a crazy, stressful world. Law enforcement is a grisly occupation. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I used to work for the cops, okay, back in the day. And uh, I can tell you, even in, in my capa- limited capacity working for the police, uh, I saw and was exposed to incredible things. And I'll tell you this, and this isn't a knock on the police or on humanity, but when you're a cop, when you're a police officer, you are exposed to the lowest common denominator of human behavior and and human uh, evilness and 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 human cruelty, and you you are running up against the the vile the vile sector of humanity. When you're dealing with the criminal element and murders and suicides and, oh my gosh, there's a lot of psychological uh, elements at play on on, uh, our men and women of law enforcement. So if in my own defense I can say, you know, if, if something I did alleviated some of that, if something I did with my movies put a smile on their face, made them laugh... And this is their little way of saying, hey, man, thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate the, the humor, the laughter. And that's what they tell me a lot, you know. So I'm not I'm not just making this up. I hear that from them. And that makes me feel good. And I'm not an entitlement guy. I'm not a guy that goes like, okay, well, when I get pulled over, I I expect to be uh, let go. Not at all, man. I'm, I'm willing to pay the piper. I'll, I'll pay what's uh, what's due. But if, if I get a little leg up or or uh, a, a police officer, uh, you know, gives me a little, uh, you know what, go ahead. 
because uh, you gave me something in my life that uh, meant something to me or gave me some happiness. You know what? I'll take that, ladies and gentlemen. I think I think you would, too. Anyone sitting there rolling their eyes or being skeptical, I, I think you would take that little advantage because we all know getting tickets is uh, nauseating. It's 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 uh you know embarrassing it's humiliating it's uh upsetting it's depressing it's it's uh, it's expensive all that stuff so there you go a, a good ending on this round and um you know let's hope uh and i i really was sincere when i said i i got to watch it cuz sometimes i i uh you know i i forget what the speed limit is just like everybody and you kind of Start looking out the window and, hey, look at that bird over there, man. You know, you're suddenly you pass an indie racing car on your, suddenly you're, you're whipping past Dale Earnhardt Jr. or whatever his name is. I, I don't know racing guys. Emerson Fittipaldi, you, you know, you speed by that guy. I clearly don't know racing, but those are two of the names that popped into my head. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move the H on. Now, if you're in a receptive state, I'll recapitulate. Okay, so I want to get into a very important topic. This whole legalizing the marijuana thing is something... Is, is something that... What? Hang on. This whole... Ma- mar- Why are you waving, Roger? Hold on. My, my producer, Roger, is waving through the glass at me. What? Who's here? No, no, he's not. No, 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 no. We're not having him in here. What do you mean he's... Oh, God. No, don't let... Don't send him in. Samuel E. Quauk is not coming in here. Uh, where is he? Where, oh, God. Hello. Oh, God. What are you doing here? I'm here to read one of my romantic letters, if you don't mind. Yes, I do mind. I just finished talking about you. Oh, how pleasant. No, it wasn't pleasant. I don't want you here, okay? Well, I've been instructed by your boss, Mr. Featherstone. Oh, God. To come down here and read one of my romantic letters. Do you mind? What is that? This is my romantic letter, if you don't mind. My boss sent you down here. That's right, Mr. Featherstone, a very fine gentleman of high character and more... Don't give me a list of where that guy is. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. What do you want? I'm here to read one of my romantic letters to the audience. Oh, God. Roger, do you mind, please? All right, well, hurry up and don't make it creepy the way you do. Do you mind? (sighs) Would you mind giving me an introduction, please? No, I'm not giving you an introduction. Please. Don't say please like that. Please. Stop it. I don't like that. Please. Give me an introduction. Do do not say please that way. Please. (sighs) Would you mind, please? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, here he is with his flower, and it looks like Kyle Wright is getting his wish. Yes, hurry up. Okay! 
here to read one of his romantic letters, quote-unquote, is romantic writer, thank you, thank you very much, is romantic writer, poet, linguist, Samuel E. Quauk. Thank you very much. If you don't mind, I'll get started. Go ahead. Thank you. Dear Bertha, It's winter time now, and I'll never forget the time we snuck away to the log cabin behind everybody's back. We were at a social function in the village, and all the people were clamoring around. You could see their breath hanging in the air in the cold February afternoon. I winked at you from the cart, and the horses got a little bit restless as if they recognized what was about to happen between us. You stealthily snuck away and climbed onto the back of the horse-drawn cart, and we slipped away down the country lane up to the old log cabin by the lake. Okay, and do you mind? I'm getting my papers ready. All right, you're in a... You're in a horse-drawn cabin. In a, I'm in a horse-drawn carriage, sir. Do you mind? Go ahead, guy. Hurry up. I'll never forget as the snow began to fall through the pine trees as we slid silently through that forest road covered in a white blanket of cold, icy slegulants. They were, hold on, what is slegulance? Do you mind, please? If you do not understand words, that's not my problem. Slegulance. Yes. <sighs> Go ahead, guy. Thank you very much. And then we finally came around a bend, and there it stood. The log cabin. Beautiful, picturesque. Snow stacked up on the roof like little children forming a human pancake at a play yard. We slowly stopped the horses and you and I got out of the sleigh. I swept you up in my arms and took you in the front door. The air was cold inside and crisp, but that didn't stop me from laying you down on the bearskin rug while I ran back outside and began to chop firewood for the fire. I picked up the old axe from the porch, I set up some logs and started to split them one, two, three, four after the other until we had a small stack. As I went to bring the axe down on the last log, I guess my hands were wet from the snow and the axe slipped from my grasp. It flew through the air, twirling, twirling like a ferris wheel on steroids it smashed through the glass window and i heard a large loud painful scream i burst through the front door after running through the snow like a snow leopard with athlete's feet i burst into the room and there you were my dear bertha standing in front of the fireplace with a large axe wedged in the middle of your skull Blood dripping down both sides of your nose, onto your lips, and all over the back of the bearskin rug. 
I could see your mouth hanging open in a silent scream, your eyes wide with shock as... Okay, whoa, 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 guy. Do you mind, please? Yes, I mind. You, what, you're chopping firewood, right? Yes. And the axe, your hands are all wet from the snow and slippery. Yes, exactly. And the axe goes flying out of your hand through the window... Yes, it smashed through the window. And it lands in your girlfriend's face? Yes, do you mind if I finish, please? This is getting creepy already, just like I said. Do you mind? Hurry up, guy. You make me... Oh, thank you very much. As you stood there, frozen in fear at the front of the fireplace, the axe hanging in your face. Suddenly your brain seemed to reboot itself and you came alive, understanding the horror of your situation. You started stumbling around, screaming, and accidentally your foot went right down the throat of the giant grizzly bear's mouth of the bearskin rug. His giant canine fangs puncturing through your boots. You were unable to move. You were blood squirting from between your toes. You were screaming with an axe in your face and your leg in the mouth of a dead grizzly bear. You lost your footing and you stumbled into the wall. You smashed the wall with such reverberation that an elk's head that was hanging up above started to quiver on its stand. It shook loose, it careening from its high perch on the wall near the rafters. The antlers speeding towards your exposed body and then, like a watermelon stuffed into a cannon, the elk's antlers pierced through your rib cage and your chest plate. You couldn't scream because blood was gurgling out of your lungs. A giant deer head, the second largest of the deer family, the mighty elk, his whole head and his rack of antlers riddling your body as if being stabbed 700 times by the Duchess of Duke Street. Okay, cut it out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Are you, first of all, the Duchess of Duke Street? (laughs) <laughs> who, is, who is that? Well, I'm afraid if you... No, I'm afraid you're going to stop, guy. This is just... A, this, she's got an axe in her head. Her feet are stabbed with grizzly bear teeth. She trips into the wall and a taxidermied elk head falls down and stabs her whole body up? Are you kidding me, guy? Who wrote this, Hannibal Lecter? Do you mind if I finish my romantic letter, please? Roger, do we... Roger's holding up Mr. Featherstone's picture. All right, hurry up, guy. Finish it up. This is vile. As you stood there with a giant elk's head sticking out of your chest, a grizzly bear on your leg, and an axe in your face, you passed out. You fainted and hit the gun bucket that was up against the other wall. A musket fell out, an 1847 Civil War musket from the Spanish Armada. Somehow it must have been left loaded when it was purchased at the antique auction. The black gunpowder igniting in the chamber, a giant cannon fodder ball coming out and blasting your ribcage off, 
bouncing off the wall and hitting you in the back of the head like John F. Kennedy himself. And all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is pushing it too far. So now she trips on a musket and it somehow it's loaded and it hits her in the ribs and then goes to her body, bounces off the back wall and takes the back of her head out. Like, did you say John F. Kennedy? I told you, sir, I'm a fancy writer. No, you're done. Get out of here. I'm not finished yet. Out! I want you out. As your head fell open, your tongue wiggled up your nose and crisscrossed across your beagle eyes. Your beagle eyes... Stop! What are you saying beagle eyes for? Get out of here! Get out! Your legs curled up like Turkish toffee and started kicking your own breasts. Get out! Get him out, Roger! Your legs were like scorpion stick. Get out! Can you believe that guy, Roger? What the hell? That guy is disturbed, man. Never again. Never again are we having this guy in the studio. As she stumbled outside, a wild pack of coyotes had smelled the fresh blood pumping out of her body. They each grabbed an appendage and ripped her apart. Get out! Their fangs sinking into her white, soggy, blood-drenched flesh. Get out! What in the name of humanity? What in the name of humanity? Roger, never again. Unbelievable. I am so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That is... That is that is just unexcusable. Um, wow. I, I feel sick. I'm going to have to end the show here because I feel queasy. I feel disturbed. And uh, that's just horrible. I don't even think my Elvis-sounding uh, cop friend who let me go would tolerate this kind of talk. Yeah, just try and keep her under control, man. Right? Did, didn't the, the, the cop that pulled me over sound like Elvis a little bit there? Obviously, I'm doing anything to, to divert my attention from that horror show we just heard. Roger, just, I got to go up and talk to Featherstone about this guy. You know, other people get great guests on their show. They get, um, you know, Brad Pitt and Conan O'Brien and George Clooney. I get these care. I get uh, Cinnamon Boy and Samuel E. Quelk and who knows who else. I gotta fix something here. Anyhow, <sighs> if you want to laugh instead of throw up, this weekend I will be at the uh, Hubcap Comedy Festival in Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, uh, Saturday. Uh, February 8th is going to be a great show. Go to my website, harlanwilliams.com, and you can uh, click on my stand-up comedy link, and uh, you can get all the info and check uh, while you're there for if I'm coming to your town or city in the near future. all my Most of my dates are up there right now. We will be adding more, obviously, but check it out, please. Um, while you're there, check out the store, harlanwilliams.com. Buy all your crazy merchandise. And don't forget while you're at harlowilliams.com to click subscribe down at the bottom. You you want to join my YouTube channel. 
putting up a lot of funny original uh, YouTube uh, programming, a lot of videos, crazy stuff. And when you subscribe, they come through to you automatically, and you're the first to see them. So make sure you do that. It doesn't cost you anything, and hopefully you get some free entertainment, just like this wacky podcast. But if you want to contribute to the podcast, there's a way you can do that. We have an Amazon.com link at harlowwilliams.com. And if you're thinking about doing some shopping online at Amazon, just go to harlowwilliams.com and click on the Amazon link on my page. It, it gets you to Amazon just the way as if you clicked on and typed in amazon.com. But the upside is uh, we get a little kickback. We get we get a little like, I don't know, two, three bucks or something every time uh, somebody clicks through and there's a purchase made or something. So... It helps cover our nut here at the Harlan Highway a little bit. As you know, we don't have any sponsors, so every little bit helps. That would be appreciated. Tell your friends about the Harlan Highway. And also, don't forget, February 13th to the 16th, I will be in Ontario, California at the Improv. Uh, That's going to be a blast. And then uh, at the end of February, uh, February 27th to, uh, to May 1st, March 1st, I will be in San Diego at the American Comedy Co. Really great club. You gotta you gotta check that out. Um, what else can I tell you, gang? Uh, make sure you go to atc.com. All things comedy. My podcast can be heard on that podcast network, along with some other funny ones: Bill Burr, uh, Al Magical, um, some really really funny guys. Jake Johansson's on there. Love that guy. And uh, so check it out, man. Check that action out. Um, And uh, we are done, man. Sorry we had to end on such a gruesome note, but, uh, you know, that's that's my podcast. What can I say? Um, So please tell your friends, and uh, thanks for being here, everybody. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Yeah, just try and keep her under control, man.